Oh, we got the video. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast Welcome to the show It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast Welcome to the show We got these where we're gonna talk some smack Should I buy this game? I don't buy that Got special guest games and these two Plenty of stuff for me and you. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. G'day, Will. How's it going, man? Oh, good, good, man. Good intro. Uh, Joe knocked it out of the park with that uh, with that edit. Fucking great job, Joe. Uh, I think you can hear me. Yeah, kudos. I've watched it about a hundred times, and I think it gets better every time you watch it. <laughs> It's frozen up on my screen. Oh no, it's uh, it's spinning over there. Are we back? Are you? Are you? Yeah, back? we're back. All right, cool. Uh, I I wear that PlayStation shirt a lot. Uh, I, I noticed. Uh, so I see that and I was like, God damn! How many times did I wear that damn shirt for the show? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got my Frankenstein shirt on tonight. Look at that! Ooh, Frankenstein! Uh, I, I got a pretty cool shirt. Monster. Um, so my friend Corey bought this for my birthday. It's a um. It's a new Chelsea jersey, but on the back, we got Fegsy. <laughs> you know, I, I played I played soccer in high school. Uh, I played the position I played was uh, left out. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <Anyway>. Sheila. <laughs> Right, also, well, we are now on Facebook, right? We've got our own Facebook group, the PlayStation Collectors Podcast, over on Facebook. Yes, uh, we haven't plugged it much. We haven't talked about it much. You, you, you need to post in there more. And you know, <laughs> all, all, all you're going to see from me are just random memes. Uh, but then I'm like, should I put it? Should I put it up? Should I save it for the show? Should I put it up? And I just post it up. But uh, some memes that are too spicy for uh, for the air. <laughs> no, I've got some questions for tonight's show from the Facebook group. So um, if you want to ask us some questions, be sure to jump in the group. Well, that leads us to tonight's show. We are episode number 48. Who have we got on tonight, Will? Uh, tonight we have uh, Matt Lees, uh, reseller extraordinaire. From, uh, from He's from your neck of the woods, from Australia. So uh, bring him on. Let's... Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Hey, guys. How you going? Yeah, good, good. yourself. There's, there's, a, there's, like a, there's like a delay. Uh, he said, "Good yourself. Yeah. How are you doing, man?" <laughs> oh, I, I'm very good. I'm good. <laughs> the lag mix with delay. It's good fun. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for coming on, Matt. Uh, so Matt started a. No, that's okay. I'm glad to be on it. Yeah. Uh, actually, better if you tell us, Matt. Tell us what you've been doing in the last couple of years. Um. So I've been running like a retro store here in Australia. I'd like to say 
uh, one of the better run better run stores um, in the in the Australian community. There isn't pr probably that many. Um, there's some great ones starting to starting to come up now, but at the time when I was starting, I remember there was just wasn't wasn't that many uh, great pricing quality sort of stores coming up. So I thought I'd try and fill that that spot in the market. Regular customer here. <laughs> Matt, were you uh was was it all online or did you have did you have a, a storefront? Is, I, is it all? I I think I got a bit of that wheel. I think you said storefront. Yeah, did, uh, was it? I never had a storefront. It, it was it was all mm -hmm. online. So I just sort of. That way. Go ahead. This 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 delay is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know so, it's killer. It's so, so killer. Uh, you, were you uh, uh if, go ahead well if, if you if you do if it doesn't get shown up just put in the private chat and i'll uh, i'll check it but um yeah i i ran it online for five years well no three years i started reselling about five years ago and it was uh it was lots of fun lots of stuff over instagram that was where i really built a big community of customers and found the gaming community there and then done a bit of stuff on TikTok and tried to space myself around but it's been been really fun i've just recently cl closed the store myself but um but some new people are taking over um in the next month or so which would be awesome oh nice to hear so unlike um many stores in australia you actually have your own you had your own website which is really different where most stores are just on ebay um, what was the um constraints and some of the benefits of having your own website yeah i lost a bit of that last bit there because you were just saying the other stores were like what, what, what yes was i was asking um what were some of the benefits of having your own website as opposed to using ebay Oh, opposed to doing eBay, um, you make uh, three times more money is probably the, the best thing about it. <laughs> it's just getting the marketing right. That's probably the struggle. Um, that was the reason I, I went to to my website in the first place was just because eBay was taking, I think, like 20% at the time plus postage. And I was or like a, with postage and I was just sort of getting annoyed at it. Uh, and I knew that the only way out of it was to really make my own site. And like the site was terrible to begin with, but it was user-friendly enough. And that was always my goal to just make it work. And then marketing over time as well. I guess like the biggest benefit for you to understand is that, you know, when you buy, when someone buys something on eBay, they usually just buy one thing and then you've got to pay postage, you've got to pay fees and everything. But on the store, um, people would buy multiple things and you could sort of put the price up a little more because you were sort of taking a lot better care of the items. So then people might buy you know, seven or eight things in one go and you make, you know, anywhere from like 50 to a hundred dollars in one, one sale, which was always a sort of a better, better boom for me than eBay. Nice. Great stuff, man. I, I, I got a question, Matt. Um, anybody who, who's, who, who, yeah. who becomes a reseller, they, uh, it always starts from a love of gaming. Well, well, at least I'd like to think so. Anyway, what uh, what did you cut your teeth on? What was your what was your gaming start? And then, 
I lost a bit of that last bit there, Will. <laughs> what started you off on video games? What got you hooked? <laughs> what what started you off on video games? Give me man? a bit of a clean sweep. Come on, where's the internet at? This is Australian internet. It's still cut. It's still cut. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Figsy, do you want to do you want to just type it or when you ask a question, just type it in the private chat, and then when you finish, yeah, I, yeah. I can know like or just even like the main bit of it because I don't want to have to keep pausing because my internet's shocking. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Figsy, can you type fast? Because I can't. Um, what go you yeah, in gaming? Okay. <laughs> yeah, where do okay. you start? Uh I started gaming when I was younger. I remember just getting secondhand consoles from friends. And I guess that's what sort of got me into reselling as well. I was just always intrigued at uh, like obviously making money as a kid and then how I can do that with a passion or something that I really enjoy. And so once I saw when I was sitting in school, I remember I was thinking I was in year 11 business class and I saw someone selling a PS2 console with some games on it. I think it was Gumtree for about 40 Australian dollars, which is like, 25 usd and um i sort of thought oh i wonder if i can make some money on that I had simpsons hidden run and sort of just went from there and i just grabbed it and then started selling and i just always found it really fun and even now like after moving on you know it's i went and bought a wee bundle the other day for like 30 bucks with a bunch of good games in it just for the sake of it i knew that i can sell it to someone for a bit more but you know i can't make the full profit out of it but it's still just that that little bit of fun to go grab something super cheap. You, you see enjoy. the $30 listing, like that's 200 bucks in my pocket with a little bit of work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so easy. It's just a bit of fun. Um, worst customer interaction, running a storefront. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm sure you guys know, like you get those crazy customers on eBay. I did have one customer once. Um, we had... Like one of the issues I always had was with Australian postage. I don't know if you have this in America, Will, but it's quite expensive to send parcel post here, which is the only tracked version you can do. So on the website, on my original website, I used to have an option for uh, sending items as a letter. But when it's sent as a letter, you can. You, it was only $2. And I'd cover some of those costs. Like it was more than $2. It was like $2.50 to send a letter with like the letter and everything. I'd charge two bucks, but it wasn't tracked. So I'd put in it like untracked. If something doesn't arrive, like it's your fault. You chose this service. It's just for the sake of having a cheaper service. Like 90, 99% of the time they show up, but sometimes something could get lost. And I had, I had a couple of customers where like something didn't show up a few times and, you know, they'd sort of be like, oh yeah, you know, like I chose the service. It's fine. But I had one guy once he bought the Ratchet and Crank trilogy, the HD trilogy on PS3 which is just such an expensive game. And I couldn't believe it when he put it through as a letter. And I remember thinking like, oh, I should post this as just a thing just, just for him. But I was like, no, he chose it. And that didn't show up and he got so <laughs> mad at me and he started, he put like a PayPal thing out. And I was like, you're just sort of like, dude, you know, like it's so like, I make it really obvious at checkout. Like, you know, it's not tracked. And um, I think I remember thinking he like unfollowed me. He was someone that I used to talk to as well. Like he got really angry and I was just like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. So that was one of the that was one of the ones. I always feel bad about it, but I'm just like, you know, what can I do? Like I, I was I lose out because you chose that, and you know, it's just tough. There is a common sensus in Australia and in the collecting community that people are aware 
that some items don't arrive untracked. And unfortunately, some people take advantage of this. Um, I spoke to eBay last year directly about people, regular customers who were claiming things as untracked. Yeah. I was speaking to other resellers and this one guy was doing it on mm. everyone's store. Uh, eBay told me that they're actually keeping track of the amount of stuff that people buy compared to the amount of um, claims that they're doing. And they are banning people based on doing too many. So they are keeping out for that. But of course it happens. So you're still going to get scammed sometimes. Man, Matt is taking a long drink right now. <laughs> he yeah, he really likes that coffee. <laughs> Joe needs a slurp sound. <laughs> Figsy, that's not that's not that's not a drinking sound. Uh, Figsy, are you, I mean, what, you need to take a you need to take a page from Matt's book and open up your own website. I've I've thought about it. It's um, it's so daunting to me to actually start it, um, and put the time and effort into doing it because i've spent so many hundred or thousands of hours building up my ebay store and i've sort of just um, accepted the fact that ebay do all the marketing and all the traffic for me and i just turn up and list stuff matt um did uh, did you did you find branding well, like, yourself it's, it's on not TikTok? too hard actually there are a lot of apps on shopify now that allow you to link your ebay stores did you find uh that branding yourself on instagram and tiktok and uh, these other social media sites that uh, did that really boost shit up for you for for your store? Uh, I don't think he heard me. Did you type it, Figsy? <laughs> no, I've got another message pre-typed. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> did, did you catch any of that, Matt? Did TikTok? I caught a really... bit. I heard Instagram, and I'm I'm guessing it was a. Re- help did tiktok really help is that was what the question was yeah yeah basically yeah. the tiktok and instagram did they yeah no so there's the short answer yes <laughs> uh instagram definitely helped yeah instagram definitely helped a few years ago like i knew that there was a bit of a gaming community and i had a friend who was helping me at the time and we both worked together and she um she was really into it as well and we sort of just delved into like how can i push the brand out to all these people and like build something around and, and I was studying business at the time. So it was, it was really intriguing to put a lot of my, like what I was learning, like straight to the test in my business. And I could do a lot of assessments on my business. And it was like, even just starting the social media for my business was a part of an, an assessment. So, and I was probably the, the gladdest thing I ever did. Like, like, I'm so glad I did it. It's always just, I always like, you know, put action in place. Even when I restarted my store after traveling this year, I waited for so long to make it because it wasn't right it wasn't ready but like i always know that even you you never get to think it's ready there's always going to be issues even when you've got it up you know and you just got to fix those as you go like people don't care as much as you think they do uh and the cost like even the customer base i have right now like everyone was so sad to see the business close and stuff it was something i never even thought or considered but um tiktok tiktok did quite well as well uh, obviously you see like DK Aldi's killing it on there. And a, there's a couple other American stores that do quite well. Um, but you know, it's, 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 a it doesn't get as creative. I think it can sort of limit you cause you sort of got to make the content that sort of fits what people want to see. It becomes more of a hardcore marketing thing than a nostalgia 
interest for like collectors and stuff you know it's more just like how can we force someone who played this game a while ago to come play it again rather than how can we provide a really good service to our customers no matter what sort of gaming intrigue they have do you think you could kick joey's ass from dc dk oldies in a fight <laughs> i know i think he's, i don't know i don't know how, how how tall he is he might he might he's, he might be pretty fit i've never seen him with his shirt off or anything you might you might be able to get me oh, i'd like man. to go head to head with him i'm, I'm always in, intrigued how much gaming knowledge joey has i'm always intrigued I, oh you know I, I got a i got a tidbit i got a really good tidbit they stole an idea from me um Ooh, imagine that <laughs> which i was sort of actually happy about they did they started doing one of my marketing one of my marketing things i did one a, a video a few months ago when i was getting really creative and i was thinking what can i do to sort of like i was thinking about putting up as many videos as they could this is before i was closing the store and uh i had this idea to put you know the the TV in front of me and then play a game in front of it, like the start, the intro sound, and then I sit behind it and then I guess like what the sound is. And I was like, oh, that would be really good. The customer can see like what, or the video can see what people see what I'm watching. And then DK Aldi started doing it like a week later. And obviously they had a few runs at it. Like they had the same setup as I did. And then afterwards they sort of made it better and better, but I was sort of just falling flat because I just had too much on. I couldn't keep up with, you know, them, you know, five or six people doing social media, but, you know, they, they stole, I saw, like they stole the idea a week later, but like I've done their idea. So it's, it's all sort of, um, it's all sort of fun, <laughs> but it was, I liked the fact that they took the idea. I was like, uh, I'm on the right track with the taking things. Oh, well, they're yeah. a channel with over a million subs on YouTube. As much as people don't like them, they're obviously doing really well for themselves to be talked about by everyone. Yeah. What's the saying? Um, there's no yeah. such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. Con- I mean, con- content theft and uh, on you know on, on any platform it's it's just you know if someone's got a good idea idea everybody's running them with it i mean for example everybody and their mother yeah, yeah. right now are, are are dunking on tiktok or not tiktok are dunking on dk oldies for their bullshit yeah do you, do you matt do you refurbish yeah. your consoles before you send them out or you just uh spit on them wipe it off and send it up not, not not like to that not to the level when i used when i used to when i got like the business started like i used to think like Oh, yeah, I'll I'll take apart every console and I'll, you know, I used to clean all the cases like intent intensely. I used to be really big about it, but eventually you just sort of get, especially I was one person, you get to a point where it's, you just, you don't have time to do as much. Like I was getting stock in the door and I would just spend, it was great fun, but you'd spend hours and hours trying to refurbish it all to the best level you can. But like, I, I've, I've heard all this stuff on DKLDs. You, you think with the amount of cost, like, people they have they'd be able to get it clean to a certain level but also and and the money they're asking for it but also like there is there's never been a business that big in the retro space at least that i've ever seen so it's it's interesting to see how they go about it they're obviously targeting people who just have nostalgia for items not collectors in any way i i I would uh, argue double jump video games would be about the same size and they do a really good job of um providing that collector service okay. um, they're all collectors themselves maybe that's got something to do with yeah it. matt i remember when you first started your store um before you even started okay i've never heard of them before double jump is that 
it's a guy with a big beard on on YouTube. That I mean, is the best way to describe him. He's got a yeah, big beard. In, um, beard. Uh, Oregon, Canada, uh, Oregon, America. Okay. He's got a big beard. Okay, okay. okay and I was saying, when you first started your story, yeah, I remember yeah, no, you go, you go, you go. You go I remember you reaching out to me and um, explaining the type of store that you wanted to do, and you were saying that you're going to specialize yeah. in games for collectors, which means if you bought a game from your yeah. store, it had the manual, the disc was clean, the case was clean, mm. and as a collector, this really appealed yeah. to me. I, I thought this was a great idea, and following up from that. You started um, merchandising like crazy. You got your name out there to um, all the Australian Instagrammers in the video game collecting scene, at least that I was aware of. Yeah. No, it, it was really fun. I loved having that idea at the start to try and do that. Sorry, Will, did you want to chime in? No. No. No, no. Okay. I was just... Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm just sitting here. This is this is how I sit through the, the whole thing. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You, you pulled the microphone oh. close to you. I thought you had you had a mouthful to say or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was cool at the start. Like I had that sort of. I knew that I had to fill a niche in the market. I saw like at the time the game experts were one of the only other stores in Australia sort of doing their stuff, but they were very overpriced. Uh, everything they were doing and they weren't taking care of the items. And I sort of, I think coming from an eBay perspective as well, I would always get pissed off at people who charged a lot of money for things that weren't really worth it. And I think just even from an ethical level, I just, I always hated that. So I wanted to come in with, okay, what's a price point that people are willing to pay? Like what's something people are willing to pay a bit more for that I can provide in a service. And I thought, well, I had a disc cleaner at the time that was refurbishing discs to just an insane quality, the Eco Pro 2, which if you haven't seen, it's just insane. And then the, like just cleaning the cases and then making sure the manuals were there. I used to be so fidgety about it, uh, but eventually I had to stop that because it just, just wasn't possible. I was having to put a lot of stock on eBay that wasn't at the, the, sta the same standard as I wanted for retro gaming and, and then I was starting to lead into, as the business was closing, uh, just doing A and B grade level stuff underneath, which was doing quite well, to be honest, before it closed. So hopefully the new owners who start running it sort of go buy that because I think it is the best way to go about it. If you want to get, you know, if you want to buy that really high quality item, it's there. But also if you just want to buy the, the cheaper of just, you know, the disc only or something with no manual or the case is a bit rough, you know, you can get that as well for a bit cheaper. So uh, you, you said so, someone's buying the store or someone's bought the store and they're going to be reopening the joint soon. Uh, are, are you going to are you going to hang on or yeah. hang around and uh, be the uh, spokesman? You're going to be you're going to be the new Joey Australia Australia for, for the company. Hopefully you caught that. Figsy, could you write that last bit? I heard the first part. <laughs> I lost the last bit. You, no. you you sold the business. Am I gonna be hanging around? Are you gonna? Yeah, yeah, you yeah sold you're gonna be a part of it. <laughs> you say you sold the joint. Uh, Are you gonna stick around? No, probably and, not. Oh. It's it's like I at the moment. The 
the people who are taking taking it over, yeah, welcome in the future. Uh, I, I'm ha- I'm gonna be, you know, I, I I searched out and the people that are taking it over, like I'm really happy for like for them to take over, like they're the people the people that I sort of want to take it over, if anyone. So I'm I'm happy with the people who are coming to take it over. So I'm gonna give them my blessing and I'm gonna work as hard as I can with them to get them on the right track to keep the business and the brand like where it should be in the market and keep it as successful as it has been um in that like working with them and working with you know keeping um charity work up and and lots of stuff like that so but but i won't be in it as much i don't think they're going to be doing as much um face-to-face contact as me uh because yeah it's a lot of work and i don't i I think they have a couple other businesses that they run so they just want to be able to do this on the side and have a bit of fun with it because of their own interests in video games now I know I know the answer to this next question, but for everybody out there, well, is that happy with the? I know this next answer because I saw I saw your TikTok. Is that that next question there? Oh no no I added one in the yeah okay before you go. <laughs> well, um, why did what why 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 you selling why are you selling why are you getting rid of it? Uh, uh to be honest, I think this year I lost a bit of a passion for it. Um, I've just, I've been really wanting to travel and explore and the world and just do more different things. And I knew that this is something I can come back to later in life if it's, uh, like when I settle down a bit more, but for now, it's just something that's nearly impossible to do long-term, long distance, at least I can't be across the world. Even if I had someone else running it, uh, it just would have been a bit too hard. I was always just worried, like what happens if someone gets injured or someone can't do it anymore or something happens and I have to fly back because I'm, I'm hoping to go over to Africa and Europe for a while. So with that, I just sort of decided, I don't think it's in a stable enough place, but you know, the, the brand and where everything else is, is, is in a stable place. So I'm happy about that at least. And to the other question there, uh, yeah, I was pretty happy with what I sold it for the, the new owners, they were happy to uh, pay for the brand. I'm, I'm keeping the TikTok for myself, for my own endeavors. And they're going to be taking over the Instagram and Facebook and a few other, like the website and stuff like that. And they bought a lot of the stock as well, like everything that was sort of left over after the sales. So you know, I was pretty, I was really happy with that. It sort of made everything a lot easier for me to get rid of. It's really impressive that, Someone at your age can sell your entire brand and move on to a new project, Matt. Um, kudos and well done, man. Oh, thank you, dude. Like, I didn't, you know, it was one of those things I didn't really know if I was going to sell it. I was happy to sort of keep it as well. Uh, you know, the the people that follow the community, it's it's a really cool community. I'm really happy with it. So, um, come to Cape Town, maybe I will. Uh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was it was a great community. It was something fun to build, and and even though I'm going to be moving on from it, you know, I'm I'm happy to sort of get paid out for the work that I've put in and and everything that's come to it, and hopefully the brand can live on as something else while um I go adventuring for a while. Are Are you taking any handheld consoles with you? Are you gaming on the run? Are you playing games? What's going on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I bought a, I bought a um, OLED Switch recently. I haven't played Switch in a while. Surprisingly, never played much games while running the business because I was putting way too much time into the business. 
Um, every little while I'd grab out like a PS2 or something and, and play play through the Ratchet and Clanks when they were, when I had them in because they were just so so iconic to me as a kid. Uh, and same as Simpsons in Run, but but yeah, all I've got is a Switch at the moment. I'm just going to smash through um, some Pokemon games, Zelda, maybe trying to get to the end of Animal Crossings. I tried to do that a year ago and never did it. Need some nice. need some calmness in my life for a bit. Give Stardew Valley a go if you have Don't it. don't play Stardew Valley. Whatever you do. <laughs> it's either you love it or you hate it. I, I got Will into it. <laughs> no, no, you, you got me playing it. Uh, oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He got me playing it, but no, I wouldn't say I'm into it. <laughs> My farm is probably dead by now. Should we need to go back? Need to go back to Stardew yeah. Valley. I'm like yeah. 300 hours in on my Switch. So. <laughs> I keep it right here and I'll be watching the footy and I'm like, I'll just play Study Valley for a couple of hours. And then it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, where'd the time go? Hey, we, uh, my, my, yeah. my girlfriend, we, yeah, just gave, uh, we just gave the Switch to the uh, six year old. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, af- I'm afraid oh, for damn, it too. There you go. The even, though, even, though I, even though I don't play it, and uh, I, I was still, I was still hesitant. I was like, "No, don't, don't. Maybe you shouldn't give it to her." No, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. She, she so far, she she doesn't care. <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna instead of collecting dust in the, in the bedroom, <laughs> now it's gonna collect dust in her room. So whatever. <laughs> Either way. Matt, now talking about yeah. what you're doing um, in the future. Well, what else <laughs> do you see yourself doing overseas? And have you got any other plans for the future? Um, well, at the moment I'm working, I've been working on just a few little like side art projects. I've just been, um, I, I didn't send you through the photos, but I've been working on some like cool, uh, uh skateboard designs. Just, I'm, tip, I'm just dipping my toes in a bunch of like water for uh, different things. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been fun to sort of, to see where that's all leading to. I'm not too sure what's going, going through. I've been doing some skateboard designs, some national geographic stuff mixed with some gaming stuff. Uh, which I found really fun. So I'm just sort of seeing what's out there for me at the moment. I'm also working on some canvas print designs that I'm, I had. Um, I don't know if you remember them. Figs had them in my office for a while. And uh, I, I do, yeah. The, on, um, on the, the Pokemon ones the and the Simpsons hit and run. And that's so cool, man. Yeah. Matt, do you skate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I'm working with a – pardon? Thumbs up. That's a thumbs up. Yeah. Good job. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm work. <laughs> I, I'm working with someone at the moment for them, and we're just going to see where that goes. Uh, I have a link in Australia that's able to sort of support me with stock, and then hopefully maybe move into a warehouse if the business can get sort of off and running. But uh, yeah, I sold a few of them just before with a business closed. And then I, I sort of, I ordered a few more just to sort of see like how it would work. Cause a, pe- a couple of people wanted to buy more of them and um, I was getting pretty good money for them. So I was sort of like, maybe this is a good, a good Avenue for something. I know how cool they are. Like I, that's why I got them in the first place and have a million questions about them all the time. And so they sold super fast and I put them up on when I was selling everything off and I put them up on Instagram. So Got a few more people bought them. I think it's something to look at. 
So I'm just for everyone listening up. in, Matt, um, the size of these canvases were like a meter by like half a meter tall, right? They were absolutely huge and they were like the game covers of like Pokemon yeah. games or PS2 games are pretty cool. I, I thought they were awesome. Matt, uh, I, I Matt, I'm yeah, open yeah. if you if you want to sponsor me as a, a skater for your uh, brand. So just let me know. <laughs> yeah, okay, sponsor okay. me for skateboarding, Matt. <laughs> hey guys, I think that leads us into one of our segments. What's, what's what's the game? It's time to play Figsy's Quiz. Bring Uh-oh. it up, Joe. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> all right matt as our guest um you get to decide if you'd like to go first or second yeah. in today's quiz yeah i'll go i'll go second all right so once again Pavel has provided us with um, today's quiz we have eight different questions um each question will be worth a point um if you get the question incorrect the other person will get the chance to win half a point Let's get into it, guys. Uh, so question number one will be for you, oh, Will. God, go. I'm going to show you a Japanese cover of a game. You have to tell me which game it is. What the hell, man? I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of fog. <laughs> I can see fog. I can see a town. I'm going to say Silent Hill. I don't know. Silent Hill. I need more than that. No, you don't. That's all you need, Silent Hill. It's a PS3 game. (laughs) So it's going to be Silent Hill uh, Homecoming. It's not Silent Hill Homecoming. We'll hand this one over to Matt for the steal. God, I don't know. Silent Hill 3? Can HD remake? Silent Hill 3. We were looking for Silent Hill Downpour. Uh, uh, down for damn it! I should get a half a point. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna award that one. Sorry. <laughs> All right, um, Matt. This one's for you. I'm gonna show you a Japanese cover of another PS3 game. Okay. Oh, heavy rain. Ding ding ding! That is heavy rain. Oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> hey, let's go. As we know, Japan always has better covers than America or Europe. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of derivative, mm. that cover. For sure. All right, moving on to question number three. This one's for you, Will. Um, I'm going to show you a logo of a Final Fantasy game. You have to tell me which Final Fantasy game this logo is from. <sighs> Dude, I know it, but I don't. I'm going to say, uh, is, is it 11? It is not 11. I will hand this one over to Matt for the steal. Is it 10? Wait, that is Final Fantasy 10. God damn it. All right, guys. Uh, after question three, Matt has a lead right. of two. Will, <laughs> that, will that was a complete, complete oh. another guess. All right, Matt, this one's for you. Um <laughs> An invitation to beta yeah. testing of what Bethesda game was with the release of Wolfenstein: The New Order. 
So if you bought the new order, you got invited to test what Bethesda game? Destiny? Is that right? Am Not I, I don't even Destiny. know if it's a little. Well, for the steel? Bethesda game? No. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Bungie. I'm, I'm just trying to think of a Bethesda game. Um, what the hell games do they make? Uh, is it Fallout? Fallout? Mile. 76? Wasn't Fallout. We were looking for Doom. Okay. <laughs> All right, Damn, question Archer. number five. This one's for you, Will. Um, this mask is part of a collector's edition for what PS4 game? Uh, I, I, it's a it's a collector. It's a mask. It's a mask from a PS4 game. It's from the collector's edition. Uh, I don't know. Cyberpunk. Thank you. Wasn't Cyberpunk. Matt, I'll hand this one over to you for the steal. We're looking for a PS4 collector's edition. Just the game or the collector's edition, I'll take as the end. Yeah. I don't know, Far Cry? I think it does. No, it's not. Far Cry. We were looking for Watch Dogs Legion. Oh, what the. Damn it. What did you you say, Will? You said Cyberpunk. No, yeah, I said Cyberpunk. You you threw me off. I was was pretty sure it was Watch Dogs, but I I couldn't think of the name. And I thought, for some reason, I linked them together for a second. Yeah, Will took that one away. All right, Matt, I'm going to show you the same. Uh, a collector's edition. However, this one is for a PS3 or an Xbox 360 game. Is that for me? Yeah. So it's a collector's edition from a PS3 yeah. or Xbox 360 title. Yes, for Xbox 360. Hmm. What the? Fuck? I'm blanking and blanking. 360. Uh. Born Identity. I'm so out of it right now. Wasn't Born Identity? I think this one's a tougher one. I will hand it over to Will for the steal. He said it was on 360 as well. I, I don't, I don't recognize this character at all. He's got a gun. He's got a Molotov cocktail. Uh, I get. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I give up. Uh, all right, I will I'm take that as no answer. Um, it was, it was a tough one, this one. But Turner and Chat <laughs> got it correct. And it was a loan in yeah, the Yeah, yeah, nice. I think the Molotov might nice. have been the hit. Nice work, Turner. Yeah. All right, moving on to question number seven. And Matt still has a lead going into the, this final round. Uh, so this one's for you, Will. Yeah. Um, I'm after the name or surname of this gentleman. Madden? Correct. 
<laughs> John Madden, rest in peace. All right, final question. This one's for you, Matt. Nice. I'm going to show you the logo of a video game company. You have to tell yeah. me which company it is. Namco. Correct. Banco Namco. Oh, come on. And that concludes this week's Bigsy's quiz. No way. Going on for his first time, we have Matt as the winner. Congratulations, Matt. <laughs> Thanks for playing, guys. Yeah, let's go. I was I was not that confident, to be honest. Yeah. That was a good quiz. That was really fun, actually. Yeah, well, hold on. I, I get half of the freaking... The, the, I get half of the damn Silent Hill question, and this guy gets half of the freaking Bandai Namco, and he gets a point, and I don't? Ah, this shit's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the quiz master. I'm sorry. I asked yeah, I, I know. You're biased. You're biased against... You're always, you always give it... Fucking... <laughs> well, it's like it's rigged. <laughs> it, it's very rigged for in favor of the guests. I hate you all. But anyway, I guess we... I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll t- no, you know, Will this, invited no... Pavel on the show and said, I'm making the quiz that week. <laughs> the... This time, this time it's not Pavel's fault. This time it's all on you. <laughs> all right. Uh, on that note, uh, gentlemen, uh, you'll have to excuse me. I nature calls. Okay. Go for it. Uh, Matt, what were some of the um, coolest items that you had come through the shop in the four or five years that you had it? Yeah, I was thinking about this before uh i don't know i guess like just i had like a full gamecube collection come through once i was so one of my friends who lived nearby it probably wasn't a full it was it was pretty near complete but just having that that was when i first opened the store that was pretty crazy like just games you'd never heard of and like you know the fun of it like when you're just going through like i remember him just bringing over the boxes and i didn't know what i was buying but i knew it was a good friend who like always gave me good deals and he was like, oh, look, I'm just selling out and I just need to sell it all off. Like, you'll make so much money. I'm just looking for like 10 grand. And I think I paid him off like a thousand a month for 10 months or something. And he just he just dropped boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff. And I remember just going through and just like, whoa, whoa, just so much stuff. It was so cool. Mad um, respect to him doing was, that, letting you pay it off. Yeah, well. so having all that, I know I got like, yeah, yeah. I remember getting like Blue's Clues on the PS1. I got that in a couple times, paying like five bucks for it, and then finding out how much that was worth was pretty crazy. Like the Aussie version, and um, then you sent Castlevania as well. Getting that in, did yeah, I did sell one to you, didn't I? Yeah, Blue's Clues went to to me, and I sent. Is that it the to one Dirk with no manual? In, um, I, I can't remember. I sent it to Dirk over in the Netherlands, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was selling that one on eBay at the time. That was one of the like the the ones. I think it didn't have a manual, so it didn't make it to the website because that's when I was still in the needs to have a manual phase of the business. Hey, let's talk about the beanies, Matt. Um, so when you first started, um, oh yeah, I know you sent yeah, me a beanie, yours, which, yeah. was, which was absolutely awesome. Um, here they are. I'll put it on for you guys. Yeah. So you guys might have seen these around on Instagram or um, <laughs> walking around gaming conventions. They're all from Matt's website. <laughs> yeah. 
no it, thanks for grabbing one figsy they were um they were really awesome that was something i sort of just i wanted to make a product at the beginning to represent the brand and it sort of worked out that um i had a few causes that i wanted to donate to so i made i think it was at the start it was ten dollars from all the beanies always went to um, the leukemia foundation and then some went to um are you okay for suicide prevention and then in the end i just had to sell them all off so um i didn't i didn't donate much with the ending bit but i think we raised over like a thousand two thousand dollars um over the awesome. three years of or two two and a bit years of selling the beanies on the website full time which was amazing just to be able to do something like that plus when people wear them and take photos on social media it's free advertising for you guys yeah 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 well it was, it was always it was always good fun to just be able to send one out i remember i did like the first advertising campaign with them and i got like i think that was when i first like i probably met i was crazy i used to message i probably messaged like 20 or 30 influencers like big and small and i was trying to convince all of them to do get on board and i got I can't remember if I did one with you. I might have done one with you. Yeah, I might have did, like right? I, I did one with like um, Luke loves Luke likes gaming and um, um, just heaps of the he, heaps and heaps of people. Some people were a bit like you know. Every, I only did it with people who wanted to collect games because I was I wasn't trading with money. Like I was going, I'll give you games because we have this amount insane amount of games. You can pick whatever you want, and if if it lines up to what we think fair as an advertisement you're welcome to have it and then we'll send you the beanie uh some people were a bit like you know i don't want games i want 200 dollars, and i was like okay well we're not going to send you anything then so i'm pretty sure you said that's their hustle that's what they got to do so that's fair enough i was lucky enough that there were heaps of people in the community who were willing to do that pardon I think he sent me a 20 or a 30 dollar ps3 game or something and i needed it for the collection so i, I was stoked and i was yeah, happy okay. to share off the beanie and share off the game yeah 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 and i i just thought oh, back it, then it was it was, was, um, cool it was a very smart way to share your brand and get your name out there because um you went from you know starting an instagram page to i almost seen you like blowing up in the space of three or four months it was awesome yeah yeah <laughs> thanks dude that no, was really fun i loved it These beanies mean a lot to me and to lots of other people i hope now as well so another thing that you did a lot of matt was um giveaways so how did the giveaways do for your channel did you find um yeah they were worth it in the end Yeah, like they really did help. They were they were quite helpful, uh, especially at the beginning, just sort of getting a bit of traction of like what's going on and and like I think one of the one things that I love about business is you know I'm, I was never really cut about margins or anything like that. I wasn't here to like make the biggest profits possible, so I didn't really, like I was I was happy to sort of make other people happy. So I was always just doing giveaways. You know, they're not meant to be the greatest puller in for people like it obviously it grabs people's attention like afterwards so it's a bit hard to keep them there but it definitely gained us a lot of traction in the space made people aware of who we were and i had a little um 
I'd always, I'd always do them really fair as well. Like I had people, I had one of those um, giveaway spinners online that would, that would find all the Instagram comments and then sort of clean them up for me and make sure that everything was done really fair. So I'd pick someone out. It was really fun. Like I loved, I loved doing that. I loved doing that, especially like Christmas last year. I think I was it last year or the year before. I think I gave away like, I don't know. I was just giving stuff away like every single day. I probably for like a twelve month, days I just gave of away games and games and games and. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was really fun. Like I, I have a good time because I see everyone sort of interacting and having a good time with it as well. So it's it's fun to sort of do that, especially when you know I'm sort of alone in the office a lot. Like the, the Instagram and the community that I build online, and like that's the people that I get to interact with when I'm working. Will's back. I'm back. Hey, Matt. Matt, when you when you were uh, where did you get your stuff for? Where, how'd you uh, stock the store? Where where'd you uh, did you go out and hunt, or what was the deal there? Do you hear me? How did you stock the store? Figs, you want to you want to yeah. type that one? Is it my I is it my that. accent? I heard I heard just little uh, uh, uh where'd you get all the stock for the store? Uh okay, sweet Jeff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh mostly like surprisingly, you get it. I just got it from from people around the area. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's all good, Joe. Uh yeah, I got it from people around the area and eventually sort of just make connections with people as well who who just get lots of stock in and you just buy off. Like I had lots of good game of friends. People that you make just even making connections to people with collections. Cause you know, people eventually decide to sell them off. So I'd always just, you know, I'd always be intrigued in people, not even just for the business, but just to make friends in the community. And then eventually someone might be like, Hey, looking to sell my collection off. Do you want to buy it? And I'm like, yes, yeah, sweet. And you get an insane group in. It's it's a hard industry to sort of find, especially in Australia. I don't know how they do it in the US. I'm sure the US is a bit easier, but it's hard to find like a solid stock, like someone who gets stuff in regularly. It, it just doesn't really happen that often. So that resellers are always just buying off resellers to get stock and and find stuff, especially in, in this business. Like when I was selling it all off, I was just contacting all the other retro stores and people I knew in the industry who wanted to buy stuff. I know they know how hard it is to just get stuff in bulk and, and cheap. There's a there's a local shark here, and um, he buys he, he buys collections left and right, and uh, he travels across the U.S. just to go buy someone's collection and drive it back to Arizona and resell it. Uh, what's the biggest collection you've ever bought? Yeah, the biggest. Well, uh, yeah, I was telling Figsy before. I think like I just bought like a. Ten thousand dollar collection, nothing crazy. I was offered like a an insane one by one of my friends, Justin, a little while ago, but because I was selling up, I couldn't buy it. But I spent ten thousand on the it was a near complete GameCube collection and just like like insane amount of N sixty four stuff and just lots of stuff. That that friend also had an N sixty four complete, and he um he sold that off to another friend who wanted to keep it. But um yeah, that that was it's it's always just such a fun time. Like I I, I don't know if you. I'm guessing Figsy might have. I don't know if you have as well, Will, but when you buy a collection out, like you don't really know. I, I some, sometimes I love the fact that you don't really know what you're getting and you just get to go through and just go, wow, this is just digging through and just finding stuff. I, I think that was, My problem, that was Matt, is I, 
intrigue about. I like to keep everything. It's the fun of the business as well as just not knowing what you're going to get. It's hard to draw that middle line between being a reseller and being yeah, a yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that part <laughs> for a collector. Did you Man. find when you were running the business, yeah. you'd want to keep yeah. a lot of things for Be yourself? Matt, did he ha- did he have a big collection? Matt, did you have a big collection of your own, or is it just in and out the door? Did I have ever have a big collection? Yeah, uh, I did. I had a person. small little collection of just like my nostalgic pieces when I was younger that I put in like you know were in really nice cases and in good condition. But after a while, I just they sort of just sat there. And I think I got when when hard times fell, I was like, okay, it's time to get rid of Simpson Cinderella. It's selling for eighty bucks for some reason, so may as well shell it off. I'll play it when I get another chance. So you know, some things got sold off eventually. I don't really collect too much anymore. But I do, I do appreciate a lot of stuff. Like I really, I love, I love demo discs and promotional stuff. Like it's always so cool to look through. And I, I always tried to really promote that sort of stuff because I thought it was just so interesting. Like I remember getting a bunch of promo discs and uh, demo discs from a, someone who worked at PlayStation Australia who sold it to me for like a dollar or two dollars each. And I just couldn't believe it. And like trying to like sell that excitement to people was really, it was hard, it was challenging, but like. You know, like you're sort of like, this is a full game. Like it's such a cool piece. Like, you, you know, it's before the real game even came out. This is what people used to use to test them. Like it's, it's so intriguing to me, like why people wouldn't want it. Like people would rather that full collection. I'm just like, come on. Like it's such a cool collector's piece for you to, for you to get. That's for you. Is he, is he, is he what reading? part? What part of the world? Can yeah, you hear me, guys? Sale. Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. Yeah. yeah just re- re- what part of the okay. world were your best sales um, in? Uh, yeah, Australia mostly, but I did do a bit in the US, and you get the um, the random random collectors from Europe wanting to buy specific things as well, which was always fun to sell off over to Europe to help people out. So you did have the store available worldwide shipping? Yeah, well, shipping yeah. worldwide. Yeah. How, how big? How big? There's, there's about a three second delay. Well, you just got to wait. Okay. Just start yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ye- I'm yelling at him like it's a foreign person who can't yeah, understand yeah. me, and I yeah, worldwide shipping was available for most people. Yeah. How is is New Zealand a big market for y'all? Is it? Can you guys just ship to New Zealand? No problems. Same, uh, same pricing. It costs about fifteen dollars to ship to New Zealand for the smallest size package, which is pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. There's nothing in New Zealand though. There's not many retro stores in New Zealand. From what I've talked to people over there, there might be one. I'm I'm not too sure, but they'd usually have to buy from us to get what they're looking for. Yeah, they have a real hard time getting stuff over there, unfortunately. Uh, Turner yeah. asks, uh, anything you learned now that you wish you Anything you learned you wish you knew first starting a business? Uh, just to start is probably the one thing. I think I had to learn that twice when I restarted and when I first started. If you, if you want to do it, you just need to start it even when you know that it's not like at the perfect stage, cause it's never really going to be there and you can just continually work at it over time. Um, the amount of like 
obviously, you know, have your own ideas of what you think needs to be, you know, forefront for it to begin. But once you, you have a working website with everything on it, which is why I say to you, Figsy, like, although you, you're sort of worried about the website thing, it's not like I know the trippy trades. You've probably heard of them. Like yeah, yeah, their website is terrific and all that they do, all they do is just import everything from eBay but games I'm quite sure they do the same thing and uh it's it's terrific but you can't like they don't put any effort into you know making it look any better and when they should do uh and when you just make it look a little better make it a little more user friendly those web those businesses would do a lot better and then just do a bit more I don't know video marketing they do a lot, they do way better than what they're doing I've bought from the trippy trades website I, um, so you're definitely right oh thank you yeah and what did you think of them i didn't i didn't mind them they I, i've had a chat to them they were meant to buy a heap of stock off me and then just never replied to me and i, I was like well okay <laughs> you love that uh yeah you do it happens um a charity was selling some video games and the rest was history that's how i got into collecting a charity was selling. i know it's it's one of those things hey we sort of just keep going we love a good op shop find. Do you, do you find that much, Will? Do you go to many op shops or garage sales to find your stuff? Uh, I used to in the early days. I used to, uh, I used to get up early. I, I, have a, I have a friend here, and we'd, uh, we'd, go, we'd go hunting, and um, he'd, all, he'd, find all, we, he'd find all the good stuff. He, well, he kept, he kept finding the Nintendo stuff, and I was like, yeah, I'm not interested. Uh, and I was just looking out for the PlayStation stuff. And yeah. he got a lot of great deals, and you know, I'm just sitting there you know, mad. <laughs> he he still he still he still owes me breakfast uh because uh i let him buy this full N N nintendo 64 but eh, that's another story for another time but uh no um yeah <laughs> every in america in the past two years i would say everybody's caught on um to video games yeah you can't uh mm -hmm. any uh thrift stores uh pawn shops um goodwill is a great example you used to be able to go in there and you could find shit loads of games for you know two bucks three bucks and uh but yeah. now they have the they have standing orders to take take those video games and send them to corporate and then, and then corporate sells them on their website at ebay prices well yeah. sometimes less than ebay yeah. prices but uh, uh goodwill has gone to crap every now and again you can get lucky but no, it's not like it used to be mm -hmm. when I first, when I first started, you could, you could catch them slipping a lot, but, uh, like I said, everyone's caught yeah. on, everyone's gotten the wiser and, um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't frequent the re the retro shops as much anymore. I used to go in all the time because, uh, yeah, they would so. get the stuff out of the dollar bin. When you're a completionist, the dollar bin is your best friend because you could just go in there and you, yeah. you know, find, fill the gaps in your collection uh, with the you know the cheap crap but now at this point in collecting no I'm, I'm i'm super picky about what i get and that's why i mean my yeah I'm, i bring in maybe two three games a week uh where my volume Damn, used to be okay. you know my volume used to be like dozens of games a week but uh those days are behind yeah. me no more no more filling the shelf the shelf with filler 
Yeah, it's, it's a tough market at the moment. That's why I struggled when I moved down to Sydney. That was after I started traveling with the business and why eventually I feel like I had to close it was it was just the in Port Macquarie, which is a really small t- town up the coast. I'd find a lot more deals consistently, even though it was a smaller population because there was just less people on Facebook Marketplace. But in Sydney, although there's more people, everything's further away and there's way more people looking for stuff. And yeah, there's probably a hundred times more deals, but like it was just, you wouldn't see them. People would pick them up. It was just so much harder to get stuff. And I just, it would just kill me over time trying like you just, your soul sort of gets a bit killed trying to grab it all. So I, I completely understand that. And the op shops were just horrific as well, but it's, it's fun when you know what you're looking for. I'm sure you guys have that. Like, I don't know if you do, you do that Figsy when you go op shopping, when you know the games, and like you're sort of looking to go ah you guys have priced that one wrong like you know like when you just know yeah all the prices i think it's fun when you know the prices about having to look them up on ebay like i I can tell you the price of 99 percent of every ps3 game within 10 percent. yeah same because i own them all yeah you know yeah 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 it's one of my special skills i I love that special skill (laughs) that that we can curate well, I like to say it like a, a deal goes differently if you've got to pull your phone out and look it up rather than just being yeah. like, hey, those two games, can I give you $10 for them? You know, if you're looking at them up, yeah, yeah. the person's like, it might be worth a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 There's a, uh, there's a particular YouTuber and, uh, and, and reseller, uh, who doesn't know his craft and, uh, he upsets me every day. I don't even, I, <laughs> His name is Phoenix Resale, and uh, he's not even from Phoenix. Yeah. Number one, and this guy, go- this guy goes to, uh, he goes, he- he's always on his phone. He's always pulling out his phone. He goes to garage sale and pulls out his phone, and he lowballs little old ladies. And uh, I-, I don't like the guy, but anyway, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, yeah. if you're gonna be a reseller. Is that bit of an you need to know your craft. You know, you need to know. You, you need. You just yeah. gotta have a general knowledge, so you can go in, you can cut the deal without having to look it up. Because if if you're looking up prices for everything, you're not worth a damn in this business. You should be. You should have at least some knowledge. But this guy just seems like an idiot. Uh, there is a time and a place. Like <clears throat> you should be looking things up. But um, I'll give you guys a good example. So when I started to get into DVD reselling, I knew that my local cash converters, which is a pawn shop had heaps of good DVDs. But if I went in there, looked everything up, the lady knew what I was doing. She wasn't going to give me any discounts. They're going to give me a hard time. So I took photos mm. of the shelves, went home, got on my computer and just looked everything <laughs> up on eBay, jotted down everything that was expensive, went in the next day and, yeah. yep, 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 yep. But, you know, great interaction with the staff. You move through and I, I got all the good stuff. It's called, it's called doing your that's homework. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Go be prepared. It's the Boy Scouts of America's model. Yeah. Good job. Here's a tip. If you want to learn books, go to your library and start scanning things because no one in a library is going to question you scanning something. <laughs> but you're researching prices. You can't buy anything in a library. Yeah. It's not too bad. Hey, guys. Well, I think it's time for another one of our segments. Uh-oh. What and time is it? Sure. It's time for Meme Time with Will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Headphone warning. Oh, 
<laughs> you had to kill that guess, so. <laughs> Oh man, it just it just ends so abruptly. Uh, you know, uh, Joe, we we spoke uh, le- we spoke about uh, coordinating these memes, letting you know so you know which ones to put up and how many, and I wouldn't know how and I would know how many are left. But uh, no, we never did that. So let's just throw them out there. Let's see what's coming up. Oh, here we are. Anya Taylor Joy revealed that she wasn't a gamer before being cast in Super Mario Brothers the movie. Uh, only after landing the role of Princess Peach, she started harassing women and minorities online. So there you go. She must have been an Xboxer. Okay. My wife is dead. And there's the there's the crybaby from Silent Hill versus Max Payne <laughs> chugging down pills and shooting up motherfuckers. I like Max Payne. Not the movie. Uh, show Bob's and Bajeen. <laughs> oh, Dalsim, you fucking creep. Who else we got? Welcome to Animal Crossing. I, I have a con- consistent income and a house of my very own. We're all friends here. We all look out for each other. Everything is great. It's <laughs> pretty oh, good. Well, how unrealistic the uh, video game world is. What do we got next for? It's 2026. It's the, the showcase of next-gen consoles. Rockstar game logo shows up. GTA 5 Remastered. There you go. <laughs> That's where I say this made five years ago with the PS5. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it did come true, unfortunately. Someday we'll get GTA 6, but not today. What do we got next? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, this is from the news. Uh, Stars and umbrella broker a historic truce. You know, I posted this meme. Uh, <laughs> I posted this meme in the PlayStation Three collectors, and uh, they pulled it down and said, "Will quit stirring up the red hats." <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that one. People, people. I don't know. I'm not. It's, it's not political. It's just supposed to be funny. But, uh, people gotta bring their feelings into everything. What else we got, uh, Joe? Oh, yes, yeah, side quests, they are important. <laughs> One of these guys oh. just came from... <laughs> this guy must have just come from a, a Halloween party or something. All right, what else we got? I know we got more. Oh, yeah, when you finish Skyrim, and start playing Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, those elves are so pretty. <laughs> look, Mommy, a PC gamer. Uh, don't look at him, Ricky. I don't want you influenced by... Oh, God, no, Ricky! 4k 60 frames per second steam origin too late mom i've already seen everything uh <laughs> what is it uh, pc master race fuck em. what else we got uh, we got any more oh yes me finding out i have covid me realizing i can enjoy dark souls 2 now because i've lost my sense of taste you, know, you can stick any, any game <laughs> title in there <laughs> oh that's good i uh, love dark souls 2 oh yes uh and this is me going back to the uh, well for more. <laughs> I was just starving. I'm going to run out of memes someday. <laughs> uh, but of course, we made one for Figsy as well. Good morning, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is I will never it? run out of quiz questions because I found <laughs> out that the AI can make quiz questions. <laughs> oh, man. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was this week's installment of Meme Time. Thank you very much. <laughs> It just cut it off. Uh, it's a short meme time. I, 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 
I got some bangers for next week. I think my, I, I got a pile of these things. They just collect in my phone. And yeah, thank God for, uh, Oh, I got a new phone. So it's got uh, extra memory so I can fill it with more. Oh, finally. Useless, tra- useless trash. <laughs> I'm always asking Will for photos. He's like, no, nah, I deleted it. I got no memory on my phone. <laughs> well, you, 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 uh, you, dude, if I kept them all, it's just, it'd just be insane. It's just too much. At any rate. Uh, Will, have you picked anything up lately? Uh, yes, I did. I brought a stack I would like to share with you. Would you guys like to see my games? Yeah, would you sure. like to see my games? Okay. Oh, hold on. Let me... Uh... All right, here's some here's some games I picked up uh, recently. Uh, I think I showed this one. I may or may not have. Uh, my girlfriend got this. It was for my birthday. Uh, it is Fatal Frame. Which one is this? Mask of Lunar Eclipse. Now I got them both. I uh, I posted this in a game group, and people were like, oh, hey, very nice. That game sucks ass. Yeah, well, fuck you. I, I, it looks good on the shelf. It came in a plastic baggie, uh, and it's got some postcards or something with it. But anyway, I I, I just cool. I like the Fatal Frame series. I guess this is that the plays one. in English that version. Yeah, he does. Uh, both of them do. Uh, but you got it's a patch. You got to get the. Uh, it's a it's you got to get you put it in the machine. You get the patch, and then uh, yeah, you can play it in English. But I, well, from what I understand, it's originally a uh, Wii U game. Mm. Wii U. Uh, this is another one I got. I'm not sure if I showed this one or not. Uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. I think I just need one more to complete this set uh, for for yeah. Th- it it came right. in like a plastic case. That's what the buyer sent it in. But uh, yeah, this is another limited run games. You know, I find myself buying more and more limited run games. I don't chase them, but uh, I was like, oh shit, that looks interesting. And then only mm. after I decide I want to buy it, it turns out it's limited run. All right, uh, this one finished my near set, near replicant. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm playing Automata right now. It's pretty good uh yeah near replicant this has got like a, a fanatic following i uh the people are crazy about the near that's thing. my favorite one that one i've played it five or six times it's got mul- it's got like 30 different endings it's crazy uh another one uh this i i'm, I'm going for a complete exceed slash marvelous set so i needed this one uh this one is sakuna of rice and ruin nice. uh, some people say it's pretty good and uh some people say it's ruined by the farming aspect in it but uh i don't know i'll never play this thing it's just going on the shelf it looks good. <laughs> uh oh this one just arrived yesterday i'm really happy about this one this is blade strangers and this is a fighting game and it's got uh characters from the nicalis universe so you got isaac in there you got uh kawasi umihara uh what else you got in there cave story code princess ex all these are games that are not that are on the on switch well except for uh isaac oh it's got shovel knight in there yeah it's a fighting game and uh yeah enjoy it i've been i was was just playing that earlier this afternoon uh this one just showed up today i'm stoked to have this one in the collection this is samurai showdown 5 special uh, basically, it's a Samurai Showdown, but uh, it has been balanced, and uh, they took they 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 heavily um, they heavily censored Samurai Showdown Five because it had like like quasi fatalities and stuff. But then there was a vicious murder in, in Japan, and then everybody freaked out, and then they and they started uh, censoring everything. Uh, but they put a lot of it back in this one. 
I guess somebody got killed. Some like twelve year old girl slit some other girl's throat in school because she insulted her online. Yeah, yeah. See, it's not only I love America. the mountain in the background. It's awesome. It's, <laughs> it's not only America. So uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, Fuji. There you go. So, and I got one more. Uh, what is this? Oh, another piece of shit I bought uh, because I'm trying to finish the Exceed set. Do not buy this game. It is a turd. It's Exiles. They made a second Exiles game. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is an unlimited run game. Um. The only Marvel. Uh, it's a marvelous Exceed game on uh, uh by limited run. So. Uh, it's kind of quaint in that aspect, but this game is a dog. Do not play it. Uh, do not buy it. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all I got for now. Awesome. I don't know if I've showed this before. Well, thank you. What you got for us, Figzo? I got a few games this week for a change, which is good. Um, oh, uh, the first one I bought off Facebook, um, it was $20 for a PS4 game, which is more than I like to Ben, but um, this is a New Zealand exclusive. It's the All Blacks edition of Rugby Challenge Three. I know for the PS3, it's like sixty to seventy dollar game. So I figured for twenty bucks, I'll pick it up for PS4. Also, never seen it before, which is pretty cool. Um, for those who don't know, the All Blacks is the New Zealand rugby team name. Um, I wanted to pick up the new WWE Two K Twenty Three. But I'm a bit of a tight ass, so I picked up WWE 2K22 for 15 bucks. <laughs> is that Ray Mysterio Jr. on the cover? No, it's Ray Mysterio. So um, this is the deluxe edition, and it ca- the codes actually work too, which is pretty cool. So um, yeah, you got like Ray Mysterio as his 90s character in the game. So there's two costumes for him. Yeah, but I'm having a bit heap of fun with it. If I put in like 100 hours, I might go out and buy the new one. Let's see what happens. Um, I picked up a game off my list this week. I've got a list of about 80 PS1, 2, 3, or PS1, 2, and 4 games that I'm after for my collection. This list has been going for like 10 years now. I rarely pick up games on the list. I found Jack 3. Uh, I want to get every Jack game on PS2, and I was missing Jack 3. So for 5 bucks, and I actually had a $20 gift voucher, so it was actually free. So I'm stoked to add this one to the collection. And then I got a couple of games sent to me from Denny's over in Ukraine. Um, so he sent me Rolling Bob, which I'd never actually seen before. This is a Spanish cool. exclusive title. Um, I looked it up, and there's no copies on eBay. So I'd say a game's pretty rare if you can't buy it on eBay. Mm. And the other one he sent me was a PS3 game I don't own. And there's not many PS3 games I don't own. So it's pretty cool. This is the Duke Nukem Forever Duke's Kick-Ass Edition. So it's got the um, Duke's Kick-Ass Edition nice. at the top, and it comes with a 3D poster as well as the 3D glasses, which is really cool. So Yeah, so um, a few pickups, but um, yeah, I'm really stoked with those. I don't pick up as many games yeah. these days as I used to. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Figs, that you talk about your, your list. Where do you keep your list? Is it on your phone or is it in your head? So I keep my list on Google Sheets. So it's on my computer and it's always on my phone. So I always have access to it. Here's my list. I keep it in my pocket. <laughs> I, should, I just took it out of my sweater this morning uh, because it's no longer sweater weather here. And uh, there's, there's my list. Don't look at it. 
There's one of those. Damn. Don't has it, has don't it ever copy made it. through the wash? Don't copy it. No, no. It, it may it may go through the wash now that I'm keeping it in my pants. Uh, you know, as I switch my keys and my wallet and my pants, I do change my pants. Believe it or not. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna try and keep this, but yeah, there's my list, dude. I was on the um, I was on uh, Daryl's podcast a couple uh, a couple weeks back, and I spilled a beer on my. Thank God he doesn't. Thank God his video or he, he's not running video on his podcast because. On the podcast, I had to take my pants off and then clean up the beer. <laughs> and uh, well, that's just what, what we call pillow talk, baby. <laughs> one of the one of the podcasts, uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the other people on the podcast, like, Will, did, did you take your pants off? I held my pants up, yeah, and they're all covered in beer. But uh, and my girlfriend's yelling at me. I told you you're gonna spill beer, so but uh, I, I got pants on today. I promise. That's I did listen key. to that podcast and have a giggle at you taking your pants off. You know, yeah, anything, uh, anything for views. And then I said, "Well, it got pretty weird." And he's like, "What do you mean it got weird?" <laughs> There's nothing weird about spilling stuff on yourself on accident and then taking off your pants. I mean, it'd be weirder if I just sat there with fucking wet pants all fucking show. Oh man! But anyway, hey guys, I've got a question from one of our viewers on Facebook. Uh, AJ asks, "What truly makes a game yeah. rare?" I think that's a good question. So I want to go around the circle. Matt, do you want to start? Do you want to put that in chat? I just it just cut out when you asked the question. Yeah, what games, what makes a game really rare? Like to me, yeah. in my own words. Um, I don't know. Oh, I guess that's intriguing. I guess to me, it's something special about the game. It's something special. Like I said, like I really find promo discs to me to be like that very rare interesting collectible piece while a little bit of technical difficulty yeah he's uh, he's frozen there look at that he's frozen the sun the sun's in his eyes matt come in matt well, Matt's frozen. Um, Will, do you want to go on what you think makes a game truly rare? I'm, I'm, I'm stealing your answer because I know your answer. If you can't find it on eBay, if you can't find it on Mercari, if you can't find it on Amazon, it, it it's rare. I mean, a lot of games out there that uh, that are just pieces, you know, pieces of shit, but you can't find them. And, you know, just because a game's high dollar does not make it rare. For example, uh, Rule of Rose. You can go on any, you can go on eBay at any point in time and find you know a, a list of them. But um, uh, a, like that darts game I picked up a while back and sold, uh, you can't find that. You can't find that thing too often. It's uh, they're out there, but it's just your ability to be able to get to it. That's what, that's what makes it rare. The price, not so much because. So, so many high price games are not rare. Welcome, hey to guys. It. Yeah, what's going on? Sorry about that. We're having a little technical difficulties. 
Is he still spinning? Uh, he's blank on my screen. So, oh, oh. yeah. We'll leave it. We'll keep it going. Um, I think it's an interesting question because, like, back in the day, I would have said if you can't find it on eBay, it's rare. But um, like rare games show up on eBay. Like the most expensive, the rarest games in the world all show up on eBay eventually. Um, but it it's comes down to the quantity, the amount of times it will show up, the amount of people that are after it. Um, like you have, you might have a really, really rare game, but if say there's a hundred copies, if there's only 10 people in the world who want it, it's always going to be on eBay. It's not going to be rare. So I think it, it comes down to demand as well as production numbers. Um, look at something like the first print of Fortnite. Perfect example. There, there's thousands of them out there. But because it got released at a time where no one knew about this game, download code only, like you, you average shovelware, but it blocked to be the biggest game in the world. So everyone wanted to grab it, artificially making it rare and expensive. Um, today, it's hard to find. I, I would say that's a rare game today, you know, um, where there would be games with lower production numbers that you wouldn't call rare, but because they're easy to find. So it's it's a very interesting topic. I, a lot of people will call an expensive game rare, and even just Mm-mm. like talking about expensive stuff and just use the word rare. Oh, this is a rare one. It's not it's too. not rare. The word it's, rare it's is used in eighty five percent of all posts on Macari. <laughs> rare Mario Duck Hunt, bros. Got it. <laughs> it's like okay. Um, I don't know. For me, it's like. It, you know, like I said, even low print stuff, like you said, it's available. It's not rare. Like to me, the rare stuff is like the the weird crap that never got released, like the Binding of Isaac on Vita that like they made some promos and never sold them. But they're like some got out and like NBA, the NBA Elite stuff like that, like those games that have like that cool story where like they weren't just like available for purchase for some reason or like, like those like, I don't know, the ones that have those cool stories I really like. But also, I, you know. It depends on where you're from if something's rare. So, like, I've had people who be from Europe who are like, that game's not rare. And I'm like, well, well, it hasn't been on an eBay in the United States in three years. So it's rare to me, <laughs> like, because they won't, they won't ship it. You know what I mean? So I guess it's, like, all perspective uh, from what, you know what I mean? Like, like, they're, like, and if you're smart, and I'm not saying, I mean, I'm saying maybe people should do this. Like, there are lots of games that are available in certain regions that they can't, no one will ship them worldwide so if you just go and buy these games and just put them on ebay and say you'll ship them you could charge triple what some of them are worth some people do this and you'll make a lot of money i wish people would do this i've been after two sedesco games from from pal from europe that like i can't no one will ship them they're 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 germany uh releases and the buyers the sellers just like there's like one seller on ebay in germany and he's just no let, let me know, Joe. I'll, I'll I'll set you up with someone who can sort you out. <laughs> All right. All right. If it's pink, no, I, I think that's a good point. Um, especially for games in countries where they don't speak English. If you look at a game, a country like Finland, for example, I know when I was trying to get Finnish games, I could find them, but the sellers speak Finnish. They don't want to ship it to someone in Australia. So, like, it makes the game rare because I can't physically buy this. <laughs> If it's uh, if it's pink in the middle, it's rare. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I made that meme. Yeah, that's right. I made that you meme. Did. <laughs> I almost put it in the intro, but I think Amori made it in enough because <laughs> I was used. You can never have enough Amori. <laughs> oh, what else we got? And then on? that leads us to our next question, which is rare games versus sought after games. So I think this would be a case of like um, Poop Slinger versus Godzilla on PS4. Poop Slinger is the rare game. Godzilla is the sought after game. Godzilla is not rare. There's hundreds of them on eBay. It's four hundred dollars, but there's 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 a hundred copies on eBay. They're all four hundred dollars, or they're all two hundred dollars. You know. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tinkaichi Three, nah, very sought after. Very, I think it's running like 180 bucks now. The damn game got a got a greatest hits uh, reprint for for fuck's sake. It's not not rare at all, but uh, it is very sought after. Def Jam, uh, Def Jam Fight for New York. Uh, what's the other one? Silent Hill uh, Two, I believe. Is that mm-hmm. the, I mean, yeah. Silent Hill 1 got a greatest hits. Yeah, <laughs> it's a $200 yeah. game. It's not yeah, rare. It's, yeah, but people are after it. But, uh, you know, so um, price does not always reflect uh, rarity. Um, some rare shit. Not some rare turd. I got, I, got, I got that Santa Claus game, Xmas Adventure, whatever. Things rare as fuck. Worth five bucks. <laughs> just, I don't know if it's rare. I'm just talking shit. I'm just trying to pad my own collection. But in terms of if you talk about rarity of just production numbers, where someone like limited run games would promote rarity means a low number. Doesn't mean any of their games are hard to find. Yeah, yeah. They're they're all readily available on the eBay. Hey, um, I, I found something interesting this week. I was having a chat with an Aussie collector. Um so there's a game series in Australia called V8 Supercars Australia 1, 2, and 3. Um, popular games. However, all three of these games actually have platinum releases. They were only released in Australia, meaning in a country of 20 million people, these sold over 500,000 copies each, which is like actually crazy to think about for a sports game. That's a racing game? Yeah, it's a racing game. And all three of them sold over half a million, at like minimum half a million copies. How crazy is that? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, but it's you know it's funny. It's it, it, people always make fun of sports games and racing games, but they sell, man. They always do. It's like everybody has them. Anytime you look up any bundle of games, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The five games in Call of Duty, obviously, is always in there. Oh too, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I get. I yell at my phone whenever I. Oh, looking through. Oh, look at this stack. Let me check it out. Let me see the games. Oh my god. I get mad at people for having, for liking popular games, and uh, you know it's it's ignorant of me, but uh, I can't I can't help it. If you got uh, if you got five Fifas, uh, three Maddens, and uh, six Calls of Duty, um, and sometimes you have to buy it. You have hey, to buy you're, it. you're missing one, Will. Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh jeez, oh, any, uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed. I see that one all yeah. the time too constantly not they're all good games i'm not pooping on any of these games they're all great i just yeah if you're into collecting got, you're like yeah 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 and they got that one game in the middle that you want and you're like yeah i gotta gotta buy the whole stack it's 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 do i buy the whole stack to get the one game i usually go for, i usually try and get the one game and if i can't 
you end up buying the stack and you end up getting stuck with these games. And it's just. Here's a good example. Try finding NASCAR stuff on countries that don't do NASCAR. <laughs> and That's to true. you American guys, you probably like NASCAR, really. But yeah, you know, no. from an Australian perspective, they were very hard to find. That makes exactly that makes sense. Yeah. Um, now we're we talking about NASCAR. That, that was a question. That was a question last week that I missed. And freaking uh, Andy got yeah, all in the, in the quiz. And Andy mm-hmm. got all. But you don't know NASCAR. No, I don't know NASCAR. You know how they came up with the name NASCAR? Two rednecks were sitting, hanging around in the parking lot. One says to the other, "Yeah, that's a NASCAR. You want to race?" <laughs> and then there mm-hmm. you go. I'm just full of jokes tonight. Mm-hmm. Speaking speaking of driving, oh my god! No, I, I'm not going to tell you that story. It's completely video game unrelated. <laughs> oh, you've said it now, Will. You're going to have to say it. Everyone will be like, what's the story Will didn't say? Uh, I was in traffic. And uh, I've told, I, have I explained to you guys what a snowbird is? Snowbirds? All the snowbirds, they fly from the north down here to hang out in the nice weather during the winter season so they can mm-hmm. escape. And this town just floods with snowbird. And this snowbird cut me off. And uh, they're just driving like an asshole. And uh, I know. Anyway, I, I, got, I, I find myself next to them at the next intersection and uh i just i just i, I rolled down my window and i turned my head and i just started shaking my head at him disapproving just shaking and shake it and this and this old man driving uh he, he was no peripheral vision just straight ahead straight ahead and his, and his wife's next to him and shit and just staring staring finally he get, i guess i got to him he turns me fuck you you fucking dick dude. and i laughed and laughed and laughed Revenge was mine that day. I often find myself when fucking someone wrongs me in traffic, I'll pull up next to them and I'll just look over to see if they look as stupid as they drive. And nine times out of ten, they usually do. I hate driving. <laughs> this is me. Oh no, I'm such a patient driver these days. I just let the idiots go and do that. Oh, well, dude. I see the problem with my town is everybody who is here isn't from here, so they bring their style of driving from wherever it is from and they and then they and then they, they, they put it here and then everybody just drives in different styles you know some people are more aggressive some people are more laid back i'm always i gotta drive defensively just because i'm surrounded by dickheads it's the fucking worst yeah we we have a name for the people from massachusetts because they drive a specific way when they come up here and drive we call them well i don't know if i should say this on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> But we have a similar thing, and it's it's a like you said, it's kind of like a cultural thing because if you're yeah. from the cities in Boston or from the bigger cities, like you have to drive insanely aggressively, or you'll never get anywhere. Like you just like force your way in and beep and cut, you know, run. You know, the lights red. You that's like six cars can still go if the lights red. Like it's just insane. So, but then they bring that up to New Hampshire where we're all just chilling, you know, and they're just you're just like. You know, you don't have to pull out into traffic like that, you crazy person. You're we we let people go and stuff around here. It's amazing. You can just like we'll, we'll be people just let you go in the wave. It's amazing. <laughs> like I don't uh, know. No. I, I I I'm just too angry when I'm driving, and it's just you know just people being dick. And I'm just driving along doing my thing. Boop, boop, boop. I don't drive like an uh, overly aggressive. I'm I, I I my mother taught me how to drive, and she taught me how to drive like this. Oh my god. Ah! So it made me. It, <laughs> that's, that's how her. every mother teaches. They slam it, on the imaginary brake and the gravel. <laughs> and uh, it made me. It made me a very nervous driver. So I drive very defensively. And uh, 
but you know, it's just when I, I when I see that out of state plate, I just I just get. Uh, I'm becoming an angry old man. You know? <laughs> get off of my lawn, you fucking whippersnappers! But uh, it is what it is. Back to PlayStation question. <laughs> I have another one from AJ. I was about to tell you a car story. I'm like, no, I'll I'll say this question before everyone else tunes out. So AJ asked an interesting question. I, I want to hand this one over to chat as well. Um, so let's discuss the state of PS3 collecting in 2023. Either of you guys want to start? Um, every Every week, it seems uh, Ricky Andre is because uh, I, I have I have a chat with Ricky Andre and uh, James Johnson. It's called Rick James and Will. And uh, every week, Ricky's like, because uh, you know he's he's out there hunting variants, so he he he's got his finger on the pulse. And uh, oh, look, reprint! Oh, look, someone else is doing a reprint. Oh, this guy over here is doing a reprint. Reprints, they're they're fucking it up. They're fucking it up. They're just, uh, it's no fun. You know, it's, oh, hey, check it out. This is rare. Oh, wow. I haven't seen this game forever. Oh, oh my God. And it's sealed. And, oh, wait. Oh, it was sealed last week. And it's just, PS, it, it, the, 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 the guy's out there and they're praying on it. And I don't like it. You know, I, this is, a, I, I've gone over this before, but uh, PS3 collecting, it's going to be, it's gonna be see. It's gonna be f- weird to see when the dust settles of all the reprints. Who's at the top of the heap? And right now, I'd say the top of the heap is probably Africa, uh, Siberia, and what was the other one? Siberia collection and um, in terms of the North American set, pain yeah, pretty... pain, and Painkiller. You know, they're they were they they were on top. You know, holding hands, fucking but, top. But Painkiller sell for twenty seven dollars, so you, you yeah. can't say it's on top anymore. You know, but it, yeah, without. It's dropped in ranking, so we're gonna see where the dust settles uh, when after everybody gets uh, gets done reprinting their shit, and uh, that's 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 where PS3's collecting's at, and PS4 as well. I think that's the future for PS4 big time too. It's like really hard to invest or predict because it's like if a game starts to get high value, you know it'll be targeted for reprint. So you're almost like. I would never buy like a three hundred dollar PS4 game right now unless it was like a collector's edition or something. I would just wait, just wait. Or a game like Godzilla that, or Godzilla they can't reprint it. Yeah, yeah, that's different. See, this is interesting to me because this is not happening in Europe. It's not happening in Australia. It's only in North America. Like uh, one of the atelier riser one got reprinted like i don't own that but it wasn't the australian version that re- got reprinted i've still got to pay 200 dollars if i want the australian version mm-hmm. it's 45 dollars for a reprint so i'm thinking like is this going to happen in europe eventually are people going to be like okay we've made all the money we can in north america are we going to then do the same in europe or are these european games going to hold their value over time will north american collectors Maybe start investing in the expensive European games if they they're the ones to collect. Because right now there's plenty of Australian PS4 games that are worth two, three hundred dollars. That the American copy's fifty bucks. The um, I, that's that's why I've said it. I've said it before. Pal collecting is probably the uh, the way to go in the future. Uh, but just like Matt Matt was saying earlier, he found. 
he found a need. He found an empty space in the, uh, in, in, uh, for, for sell, you know, for collectible reselling. A niche he, that was needed. Thank you. Thank you for the word. And, uh, we just need one, uh, we just need one dickhead European to, uh, realize what they're doing in America, you can do over there. And then, you know, that dickhead's going to start ordering from, uh, I'm imagining he's French for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, oh. I said, it's all, it's all neat. It's all, you mean, and one guy's going to do it and, and, uh, and someone else is going to do it. It's just, gonna, it's just a matter of time, I think. But, uh, for right now, um, you know, is, is the, uh, is the European painkiller worth more than the American painkiller at this point? I, I sell, I haven't actually sold one for about two months, but I think my copy is on eBay for $190. So I got to take 150, for example, but it's still, it was always around that price. Like the price hasn't changed of the power copy. Hate to be that guy, but I got it for twenty bucks. Oh, right. From Malaysia. I paid sixteen shipped from Germany, including shipping. Pull up the meme, Will. <laughs> I got that game for only ten dollars. <laughs> I only, I only had to give one guy a hand job, and uh, that's that's, uh, that's also in Malaysia. Know. Also in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I was gonna make a penis joke, but you know we're better. Well, than I like that. one thing, um, <laughs> and I'm sure, like guys listening, would have fallen for this, and maybe even we have. There's so many. When Will's touched on this, there's so many brand new sealed games out there for PS2 and PS3 that are reprints, especially PS2. And this has been going on 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Like there's well, plenty of I'm not going to name any names, but there's plenty of video game stores out there selling brand new PS2 games. Hmm. They're not buying these from these aren't new games from 2002. These are new games being made recently, and people have so to be aware of this. I think that so I think so. Eventually, they're going to obviously stop making physical games they'll be just digital consoles and i think there will be like a market like how vinyl had that huge resurgence after it kind of died out everybody all of a sudden was like i miss having a damn thing in my hand and looking at the art and i miss the thing and i i, I i'm scared that like you like you like it, it'll be a thing like they'll just start reprinting stuff like for ps3 ps4 ps2 like down the line because there'll, there'll always be a market of people who want to collect like the, we're not going away. Like the people who like to collect are not going to just going to be like, well, all right, I guess that's it. I got them done. They're they're just going to keep buying old games, or they're gonna, you know what I mean? Like I don't see that. I don't know. I'm I'm really curious to see what happens when they. Oh, I agree with you, Joe. And I I think the yeah. problem is though, like if you compare say collecting games to books, when this happens with books, it's mm-hmm. if you open a book up and it tells you what edition it is, you, you can't open a sealed game, and it they don't have to change them on the front covers that they can legally print a game that was printed 20 years ago and have the exact same front and back unless the company have changed logos and it's copyright ricky andre will be like weighing them on being like this was (laughs) 13.6 grams and this one's (laughs) we'll figure it out but the average person doesn't know that and the average person looks up price charting prices Sees that okay, this is a three hundred dollar game. I've just found it for two hundred and fifty bucks. Take my money. Well, you just bought a sixty dollar game, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to be aware of that today. It's so important. Ricky, Ricky, Andre, if you're watching, uh, you suffer from VD uh, variant disorder. 
No, I'm oh, kidding. is that what the doctor said I had? No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> the, the, their bumps on his dick. No, I'm kidding. Oh no! <laughs> no, no. All right. No. Uh, speaking of PS2, uh, some of the, off the top of my head, some of the most rock, one of the, some of the games that have been reprint. Uh, I believe the uh, the Fatal Frame series. All those were reprinted uh, recently. All the Persona games. All the yeah. Shin Mentasi, yeah. I can't pronounce them. Shin, Shin, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, Digital Devil Saga, those were reprinted. Uh, a bunch of the Persona games as well. A lot of Atlas games, which yeah. will surprise people, have been reprinted. Yeah, you 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 could, uh, you, you could tell. I think they have the uh, the the reprints have the newer case. You know, um, the old case has the um, what is it? Sean the, said, uh, "Take that shirt off." Just that for you, Sean, because I know you just jumped in. I want to show you the back of the shirt. I think he was talking to me, dude. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, if the, you guys uh, want to get some some donations, that's probably your best bet. <laughs> the old the the old the old style PS2 cases all had uh, memory card holders, and uh, the newer style ones, they're you can feel them. They're flimsier, and they got just the PS logo uh, embossed. In uh, on above where the disc was, but uh, yeah, yeah uh, those, cheaper. The plastic yeah. feels cheaper. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, and PS3 is the same. They use the new cases, and that's because the warehouse ran out of the old cases. So that's something that can never be changed. So there is like something at least to distinguish the two. Like, yeah, unless you're weighing them up, you're opening them. It's hard to really tell if it is a reprinted game. Trying to think about who. Somebody, somebody's got to be weighing them. I, I bet, I bet Finn, Finn's definitely weighing game. You could, you give him a game, blindfold, give that guy a game. Mm. <laughs> this is the old stuff. Clank. <laughs> <laughs> That's page three is missing out of the manual. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, just, just <laughs> there, there, there's no reg, 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 uh, registration card in this. Remember when registration cards weren't a thing? Remember that time, the time before. The long ago time. Now everybody's all does it have the registration card. I don't know. I don't. I, I never ever worried about registration cards, but I guess it's a thing now. Some I just finished watching. Um, we talked about it for Sick Cooper. He just released a full game room tour of his new game room, and he's got a full N sixty four set. But to him, it's not complete because he needs every registration card, every baggie that came with the game. It has to this, be original. <laughs> this is the double jump games guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with the beard. Yeah, the, the guy we we're trying to explain to uh, Matt was yeah. I, I think I watched that video too. Yeah, he's got the games that aren't complete pulled out, and the ones that are pulled are complete pushed in. Damn, we watch we watch a lot of the same TV fixing. I you guys have it. It's too. one of the best game room tours I've ever seen. So definitely it, check it out. It's sick. And my favorite comment of the whole thing is he shows you, and he just goes, "And the only problem with this game room is it's just it's too small." Doesn't and I'm like, what is so much stuff? It's like it's like twelve foot tall steel at ceilings and the games to the ceiling. You know what I mean? I was just like, but for His him, plans was he said, "I want to build a more house space. like Last Gamer," which is yeah. If you guys don't know who the Last Gamer is, he has the most insane game room in the world. I don't even I don't even call that a game room. He's got like a game mall, a game auditorium. He's, He's got like a good yeah. I don't know what do you want to. It's just something. It's wow. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not familiar with this dude. Last game? Oh man, it's got like the biggest game collection in the world, I think. Yeah. He had the world record at one point. I think someone else has it now. But if you in terms of like quantity over quality, I thought it was collection. that dude. 
That dude in Texas had the record. Yeah, they swapped it a few times. The other guy's Australian, am I correct? Yeah. I think I think I think I've seen the video. Yeah, that's a that's that's a huge that is a huge space. The other guy, the guy in Texas is like I don't know, going going through that collection, it's like I don't know, like a haunted house. <laughs> the way the shit's all it's claustrophobic as fuck. Everything's like hanging precariously. It's not a pretty collection. The Australian guy does have a prettier collection than the uh than the Texan guy. Yeah. Oh, like if the PlayStation side of the room's blue, the Xbox side of the room is green, you know. <laughs> Xbox. Just the little things like that just makes it. All right. Anyway, anybody, uh, what do we got going on here? We're kind of a uh, we're we're spitballing here, ladies and gentlemen. So, has anybody got any questions in the chat? Anything you want to say? We lost our guest, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I actually did want to talk about my businesses as well that I'm selling. I have a a line of um, self defense martial arts studios. I teach uh, jujitsu. That's what it's called. Um, it's mostly just headbutting and kicking people in the nuts. <laughs> but I am franchising. There's only Joe one belt, Jitsu. and it's brown. We only have brown belts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. On that note, no, we might call it a night. <laughs> uh, you don't want to see my demo? <laughs> <laughs> Backflip in the game room. Did you show us? Uh, did you show us that gun you got? I could see it from here. Oh, you uh, want to see the, the sniper? Yeah, bring it, yeah sure. push that fucker up. At this stage, next week's guest is still to be decided. Um, we may have a guest, but until he confirms, I won't announce it. Um, but however, in two weeks' time, we will have our fiftieth episode. Um, we have five special guests lined up. The show will start two hours early. It will run for approximately three to four hours. Um, yeah, so be sure to tune in for the um, 50th episode, guys. It should be heaps of fun. Yeah, so right, this let's, is, let's this is the uh, sniper rifle bundle from Europe. Um, there's a black one and the white one. And um, I've always wanted this for like several years, but like it's like 40 bucks to buy it and 80 to ship it. <laughs> it's one of those situations like 75 bucks 80 bucks to ship this damn thing and then like it's an expensive game that's a 60 dollar game alone maybe even more these days well somebody in one of the facebook's groups i don't even remember which one posted that they had just ordered it and i was just like oh let me take a look and there was a seller in france selling these for like 55 bucks free shipping so i just oh, jumped on, on it eBay? immediately yeah um he has them listed as the white gun but uh, clearly not. This is the black one. Probably got both and just doesn't care. And he's just sending it I, I'm cool with either one. Um, if you're wondering about it, like the game, I think it's an online only game, though. I don't think it's like it doesn't have a campaign or anything. Yeah, I've, I've played a lot of it. I've almost got the platinum. So it's online only. It's actually heaps of fun. It's think of Call of Duty with only sniping. like, And think of like 2010 Call of Duty when it was awesome. Um, I'm going to test the game out soon and see if the servers are still up. And if they are, I'll organize a date on the PS3 collectors group to get a game again. Um, you know, mm. we've had a heap of collector games and it's turned out really fun. So um, if you guys own the game, stay tuned. Um, I will Figsy's good at that game, though. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'll have to get some practice in before. 
Oh, you know, uh, some you know, hacks, <laughs> cheats. <laughs> You're asking me earlier, figures, if we had any news. Uh, I got a bit of news. Uh, PlayStation Three, PS Three ain't dead. We just hit ten thousand members. So yeah, yeah. Cue the clapping sound. Oh, you got it, man. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm doing. I'm in. I'm in here with you. Yeah, I, I was asking. Uh, I was asking the group members. Uh, what do you want to do? What should we do to celebrate? Uh, I want to mark the occasion. Damn, freaking people! Everybody wants shit for free. <laughs> ah, damn it! There you go. There's your free shit. Ten thousand members. Uh, I think we're probably gonna. We probably are gonna do a giveaway of some sort. Uh, just like I've done some in the past on, on like to uh, commemorate like five thousand and six thousand, seven thousand members. So maybe we'll give away a video game. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we did one. I think the last one we did was like a seven thousand. We gave one away for Europe and one away for America, and I just we got to get a copy of a more and give it away. <laughs> I mean, uh, PS4, PS4 ain't dead is about six, uh, about eighteen hundred people. I can't remember, but uh, yeah. I don't care. Give them a PS4 game. It's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they're not getting a Mori. No, it's uh, it's priceless. I'm not gonna get. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not giving away diamonds over that's, here. That's that's right. giving away my child. It's not a million <laughs> subs, all right. I mean, we'll get there. Yeah. Million, so, if you so. guys have any ideas, me and Will are talking about maybe doing a Patreon for the podcast. Um, potentially doing some bonus episodes with um, special questions or games with you guys once a week. So if you guys just have any ideas or if you want to get involved with that, let us know in the comments and um, get some I'll, sh- I'll show you my. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, uh, On that uh, note, guys, thanks <laughs> for watching. See you guys next week. Good night, everybody. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, welcome to the show. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, welcome to the show. We got Vicky's Lair, we're gonna talk some smack, should I buy this game? We don't buy that, got special guest games and these two. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, welcome to the show. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, PlayStation Collector's Podcast, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show.